All right, David, about two more, about two minutes till showtime. Um, All right, I'm wrapping it up over here. Yeah, but like I was saying, man, I am so sick and tired of these people um, pushing all this shit on everybody. And, you know, it's hard not to take that personally, but it doesn't seem like anybody's doing anything about it, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, what's it going to take? Do I need to cover myself in gasoline and light myself on fire? Will that, will that teach some bastards a lesson? No, man. They, they still send your old lady the bills and stuff like that. Though. They're after the money. we got about a minute and a half. All right. What's that? They're after, they're after the money, man. They don't care about you. I mean, if if it's financial trouble, I mean, I mean, we can call up Derek. He can help you navigate, you know. But I mean, let's not don't do nothing crazy, you know. Let's finish the show up, and then uh, then we can we can work this thing out, man. We can get through it. It can happen. Today is July 29th, and you're live with a nice little wait. We are the Knights of Awakening. and evening. We are the Knights of Awakening, broadcasting live from our corners of the University Yours. We are your host Knights David and Justin, reaching out to all of you, our brothers and sisters, wherever you may call home. Hello, good evening everyone. Uh, welcome to the Knights of Awakening. Glad you joined us. Myself and uh, my good friend David there. Say hello, David. Hello, David. Here to uh, hopefully enlighten, maybe entertain a little bit. Uh, we're glad you're here with us. So, not really going to set myself on fire, you know. I don't care what the assholes around me think we should be doing, right, David? Right. Right. Just trying to prove a point there a little bit. What was that? Uh, you know, I mean, it's it's something that we're seeing a lot these days. Um, and I think, you know, as I'm thinking about this topic, you know, it's funny because it's something that we've been talking about uh, for a long time um, all over the world, really. Um, I know it's been discussed in uh, several different times over at Ashleaf um, about how, how, how people are getting to the breaking point, man. They are just, I, you know, I don't know what it is, man. I don't know if we need to drink more or, or smoke more uh I don't know, but people are people are getting to the point where they are going to start lighting themselves on fire, maybe, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, they're doing all kind of crazy stuff, man, like this uh, guy in Norway. I mean, he he really he really showed us, didn't he? Proved his point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he showed us. He showed all those he showed all those big bad extremist Muslims too. You know, he gave them the what for, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's it's something we'll be talking about today, guys. Um, uh, well, not, uh, let me let, let me say that a little more correctly. 
we're not going to give that asshole any more time today. But but uh, what we what we are talking about, he's a good example of of, of of what we'll be getting into. And David will start us off here in a minute. Um, is that 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 uh, you know there's a lot of frustration about uh, about anything really. I mean, it doesn't. It's not hard to look and find David somebody that's somebody that's just really pissed off about something and. Uh, we see now uh, nowadays, and, and and maybe it's because I don't have a reference to the past. But 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 from my perspective, it seems like this stuff's happening more and more. Where people are going beyond just thinking about things and just, you know, I'm going to show them. I'm going to show the big bad people out there this and this, and all they really end up doing is blowing up or whatever. But uh, uh, before I before I let you run loose, I just. Uh, I want to say uh, uh, just be patient with us, guys. We're not going to have any callers for about 30 minutes or so. Um, we will get you in. Don't, don't, don't feel like you can't call in, but we're going to hold you off for just a little bit. So, so David, take, take me through this. What are, we, what are we trying to say here? What are we trying to get at? Okay. Well, I posted a link in the chat room there about a, a conversation that was happening in a, uh, a forum that was basically – people from my hometown. These are people that live guaranteed within four minutes of my house. And um, somebody had started a topic about how many religious hypocrites there were around here. Okay, that's not that's not a really hard rabbit to shoot, you know. Everybody knows that nobody's perfect, so what, what are you really trying to do here? So whenever I came along and I found this thread... I jumped in and I'm trying to help this guy with his problem. And you can read what was wrote for yourself and I'm not going to name his name. I don't want to I don't want to pick on him. I just want to use him as a as an example of a of a mindset. And if you read if you read everything he wrote, what what you get is the feeling of frustration that he has a problem and he's asking for a solution. But yet, if you look at the way he's trying to go about solving his problem, it doesn't lead to finding that solution. And we're all guilty of this. We all, we've all called ourselves doing, doing irrational stuff, but um, that same logical fallacy is the same exact thing we were talking about, the, the guy in Norway or the people that shoot up uh, post office. Those kinds of people that do just outrageous, horrendous things, they are nothing but a, a, a dramatization, a, an exaggeration of the same problem we all have in some way. They just take it a little bit to the extreme and wind up on the news for it. So um, it's, a, it's, a hard, it's a hard thing to, to acknowledge that, that you do have blind spots. Um, I've been in several groups, and, and people will huddle together, and inevitably it always comes out that they, the, the, the collective group there, are in some way superior to uh, some other group elsewhere, and all the, all the ignorant people are out there. All the, all the people that are messing up are always, it's always out there. They're never, they're, they're never in the group. Right when these people get together, so uh, it's really this this whole episode 
uh, is about logical fallacies and, and how to uh, see them within yourself as you're going through your daily life before you do anything uh, detrimental to yourself. You have a will. You have things that you want. And you do things to get what you want. But what, what, what ends up happens is you do things that doesn't lead to that. And that, that leads to frustration and, and hate and wars and all that other crap. So where do we start, Justin? I mean, how do we identify these, uh, how do we know when, when our train has came off the track, so to speak? What are some clues that, w that we can spot within ourselves that would, that would let us know that everything ain't lined up right? It's it, it, it's an easy it's an easy answer, but at the same time it's it's a real tough one because as you said, even the best of us have blinders sometimes, and you know I even stuff comes out of my mouth uh, out of frustration sometimes. I'll see I'll see some politician get on TV and and you know my poor wife has got to listen to me just just tear the skin off this guy uh, because I'm just so damn mad at what you know how dare he even suggest such a thing you know. Um, and, you know, logically, the train. Yeah, I'm coming to my <laughs> I, 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 think, I think you set me up for that one. That was, uh, I hope that train doesn't come off the tracks, David. It sounds like you'd be in trouble if it did. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's easy. It's easy to put those blinders on because, I mean, logically, uh, you know, this politician getting on TV, as an example, can say whatever they want. And, and, and really, I mean, it does have the potential to affect me uh, eventually, you know. But, but, but at that moment when that person is talking, they're, they're talking about they want to do this, they want to do that. Uh, really, it does me no good to, to, strap, to strap the... the the um, philosophical bomber, I mean, go running in there screaming, you know, uh, because the only thing that's going to blow up is me, and I'm still going to be wrong at the end of the day. You know, I'm not proving anything. Um, by me hopping up and down, screaming and yelling, uh, from a logical standpoint, from a viewpoint, that does not help me at all either. I mean, it's like I'm just blowing up, uh, and I'm going to show him. I'm going to show him how mad he made me. Um, because I'm going to scream at him, and he's never even going to hear me, you know? So so all I'm doing is taking out innocent bystanders, like my wife and kids, you know, they're sitting here watching me go ape shit over, over something that they don't, probably don't even know what I'm going getting mad about, uh, because uh, he said something that, that, that I didn't like, or he, how dare he push this on me, when really, like I said, that's not the way to go about it, you know? That's... And, 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 and you know, there's going to be someone that argues with me about this, but, but just stick with my example here. I could vote for a different guy. Or I could, you know, there are ways, there are ways to logically attack his his uh, uh, proposal uh, rather than just screaming and jumping up and down. Um, you know, now how do we identify that? Well, I don't know if there's an easy way to, to answer that. Um, we can certainly certainly be mindful of how we're feeling. Um, we could, uh, when so-and-so says, I'm going to take your guns away, and this is just an example, 
Almost like I'm going to take your guns away. I could react in one or two ways. I could react with, all right, you son of a bitch, come get them. They're loaded, come get them, right? Which is a completely wrong answer because even if they did try to take the guns away, he's not going to come get them, right? Um, I could be mindful of my emotions, how I'm feeling. Now, not that I'm saying let's, uh, let's all sit around kumbaya and just, just let it happen, but what I'm saying is I could use those emotions for, for, for a more focused purpose. Like I could use that, 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 that anger or that passion for, for uh, I guess what he says, to write a letter, to, to get on the phone and call his office or, or whatever the case may be. But I think the first step for sure is, is, is mindfulness, wouldn't you say? Yeah, awareness. Yeah, um, I would call it objectivity, where you we actually think you actually stop and think. Okay, if I throw this tray across the cafeteria, is that the action of a sane person? No. <laughs> you know, there's been times in history where people have fought and died, and they got their freedom, and they won their sovereignty, and they did this, and we say they're great people, and then we apply it to our lives. But what's wrong there is that we are not sovereign. Yes, I have control of my mind and my body. I can tell me what to do. But I'm not the top dog. I I am part of a larger system. And, like, if I get in a dispute with another person, um, I can wage war on that person. I can win. Okay, history was written by winners, right? Okay, so I can make up the rules now. Oh, no, I'm sitting in my cell scratching on the wall with a button. You know, I'm not making mm-hmm. any rules. <laughs> so that's right. the difference there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's use a different example. Let's use a different example. Let's let's use the same example that 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 we're I mean that prompted us to have this discussion. Um. Let's yeah. let let's just say let's just say what it is. Everybody of faith, every single one of us of uh, philosophy. We are going to be hypocritical to ourselves, to our beliefs, mm-hmm. to whatever it is we hold dear. At some point, we will do it, okay? Yeah. Um, for me to explode in a tirade and start screaming and flipping the TV off or whatever, yelling at this congressman, uh, that's completely the opposite of what my path, my philosophy, says I should be doing, Right? So, so first and foremost, we have to we have to just admit, we have to be honest with ourselves and say, hey, you know what? I'm gonna be a hypocrite. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be, uh, 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 I'm gonna screw up. I'm gonna fall on my face, no matter how long I've been on this path, no matter how long I do this, um, it's gonna happen. Uh, so, so, so to to be honest with ourselves is the first thing uh, that we have to we have to say here. Uh, and I don't care who you are, you're going to do it. Now, I think what this what this boils down to, David, is, is that is that this person here, uh, like many of us, myself included, at some point, okay, uh, it is a matter of not seeing the the, the opportunities within our, within myself, within within him or herself. It is finding the easy, the easy thing, and that's to point fingers at everyone else around you. Um, it doesn't matter if it's politics. It doesn't matter if it's religion. It doesn't matter if it's 
uh, anything, right? I mean, the topic is is, is pretty much a new a new point, mm-hmm. but it's it's in how you handle it. So so okay, so 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 David, you live in an area where there's a lot of hypocritical uh, religious people, right? Mm-hmm. Apparently, yeah. Well, guess what? So do I. And so does every one of our listeners out there. So so how do we deal with this, right? I mean, that's the question. We can see. We can see them around us. Um, what we can't see is that we're one of them, right? Right. So we can't see. We can't see that we're actually one of them. So, so, so we go on a tirade and we go on a, on a just just start berating people and and uh, really does it solve anything? Does it? Does it? Does it make it any better for me to uh, uh, go to my local church and stand up in front and say, all you, all you SOBs out there, you guys are all hypocrites. He drinks too much. He does drugs. She sleeps around with so-and-so. Uh, this guy does that. This guy does this. You guys are all hypocrites. You know? I'm a man of God. I'm a man of whatever, Okay. Whatever whatever church you're walking into, I'm a man of this, and, and, and all of you guys are hypocrites. Well, so what do we do, right? I mean, it's easy to do that, right? I mean, I mean, it's not it's not hard to point out a flaw in, in, in somebody else, right? So 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 we we've established the fact that we have to uh, uh, recognize it, right? You use the word awareness. I use the word mindfulness. It's the same thing. We gotta we gotta recognize that there is something there. Okay. So 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 let's. I'll let you take take this part. Um, okay. So this guy he, he recognizes it, uh, and he's calling them out, right? He's he's mm-hmm. he's calling them out because they're all a bunch of hypocrites. Well, yeah. Now now what? What elevates his soapbox? Well, the irony of it all is that because he is uh, doing the finger pointing and telling it like it is, you know, he really feels justified in that he is being 100% honest. He is relating exactly how he feels. Now, to go back to what you said before about we don't recognize that we ourselves are are part of that, um, what he's not doing is realizing that, that what he's doing is not doing any good. What happened in that? He put them, uh, he puts people on the defense. He makes them get defensive. Uh, they start, they start trying to justify why they did what, and it's really none of his business. But yet, he has, uh, he's nailed them to the cross, and he himself is, uh, you know, without without a spot. He he's in a in a place of purity because he's the one pointing it out. Well, um. There was a problem, and that problem was frustration. And the way it manifested was for him to do the finger pointing. Now, he could have went a different way with that. We all could. In that when, when, when we have problems, we have to acknowledge that the problem is within us and um, look at the situation differently. I, to reconcile this problem, this very same problem we're dealing with, now, I know how people work, 
I understand why they do what they do. I know that people um, like to change from the outside first. It's easier that way. It's really hard to go to the core of your being and change there and radiate yeah. that outward. Yeah. It's so much easier to, to put on a layer on the outside and hope for the best and hope it sinks in. So they wear a mask hoping to be that person that they're trying to pretend to be. It happens all the time. Um, they, uh, you know, people will get defensive whenever they are whenever they are accused of, of anything. Um, so his his tactics of bringing about change, I su- I suggested to him that he could start a another thread. It would have been just as easy to start a thread on how to maintain your own personal code of ethics uh, than it would have been to bring up a, a thread about hypocrisy. And what what would have ha- what would have happened with a, a code of uh, a code of ethics thread that would have raised awareness, and that's really what that's really what a pastor tries to do every Sunday is try to elevate his uh, congregation's awareness level up to a point so that during the week they can they can remain true to to their ideology throughout the week and make it to the next Sunday so that he can elevate it some more. And over time, this develops into a path, right? But um, he obviously did not do that. Now, when I cornered him about this, I expected him, uh, you know, uh, unlike he was expecting other people to change, I thought he understood conflict in the way it works. And because he was using this tool, I thought he could identify the tool whenever it was used upon him. So whenever I confronted him about this, what did he do? He responded exactly the same as the people that he was trying to affect. And my message is my message is this. The only way to get anyone to change anyhow is to convince them that they need to because they're the ones that have to do it. You can't do it to them. So we're really we're really not helping ourselves any at all trying to trying to drill spikes of anything into somebody else's head. It doesn't work that way. It's just going to bounce off and get bent and and change into an ugly situation. Uh, so, I mean, where do, you, where do you go from there, Justin? Uh, is, it, is it compassion? Or um, there will be something else leading leading from this where, where you have to change your strategy and, and go in with a more of a passive approach, right? Well, yeah, I... I... One thing I want to point out is you're talking about you're talking about putting on a mask. You know, mm-hmm. um, I suspect that that the fella that uh, posted this is a different fella that walks around on his legs, walks in his shoes, because as he was being confronted, and then uh, as you confronted him, he put on a different mask. You know, uh, once he was challenged, then he did become immediately passive because he thought that's what you wanted to, to hear. And that's, as I was reading this, as I read this, it seems like, like his conviction uh, of the hypocrites was uh, the very same thing that, that, that perhaps he was trying to get away from because he himself was not being true to his, himself. He was being a hypocrite to his own person, you know. And it's... It's not an easy thing, David, to 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 keep a to, to remember to stop putting mask on top of mask because you get to a point. We've talked about this before in the past. Uh, it gets to a point where you forget which mask you left off with. 
you know. Um, but it seems like to me you would have better luck trying to knock down a brick wall with a with a with a, a dozen eggs, you know. Um, number one, uh, as you pointed out in, in in one of your replies, um, you know, majority rules. That's 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 what it, what it is, you know. If the majority of people are of a certain faith, that community is going to take shape uh, just by virtue of the people running it and the people living there. Of the majority are going to shape that community as they see fit, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, and that was kind of your point uh, in the reply you, you made there. So, you know, this certainly is not is not one of those one of those things where where he could do a, a philosophical suicide bombing and uh, just explode all over the page because really at the end of the day he's the only one that's going to get taken out because he can't even he can't even get he, he's not even standing on solid ground to begin with I mean he's he's a very product of his of his frustration um, you know what I suspect is here's a guy or girl um, that. Uh, Who doesn't? Who doesn't even know what it is they're looking for or what they want? Um, and you know, it's it's very frustrating. I know I've been there. Um, it's very frustrating when you when you're walking around and you're searching. You have a blank treasure map. You know there's treasure, but you can't find your way. You know, mm-hmm. it's very frustrating. And you look around you and you see people doing things that you really don't want. Uh, you don't really want to be doing. So because you're lost, you're scared, you're confused, you start throwing these these grenades everywhere. Uh really for nothing. So so do we take a more pass, passive approach? I don't you know what? I don't know if it's any more passive to be more logical to to uh uh combat something that you don't like what you see. Okay. Um you can still you can still put just as much passion and you can still put just as much energy behind uh, what you may call a passive approach, David, um, and still be just, and, and, and be more effective because you're going to attack the heart of it. You're going to attack the core of the problem. You know, Is it a problem that we're all hypocrites? Well, it, it kind of is, right, David? I mean, it's not a good thing that we are hypocrites uh, to ourselves. Um, and then when, when you get us all together, you get us all together, it's just one big, big hypocrite orgy, you know. It really does get disheartening. It really does get um, very frustrating. So so when you talk about passive approach, um, we're going to go back to the example of, uh, of what you had suggested. Okay, well, what's the root cause of the problem here? What is it exactly that's frustrating you? It's obviously not the church, maybe a little bit. Um, it's not individuals. It's a group of people who who are uh, saying one thing and doing another, right? Is, is that what I'm gathering? Well, that would be one form of, of hypocrisy. Um, you know, uh, the way the way we've been discussing it is basically just being blind to your own, in a way, blind to your own ignorance. You know, uh, thinking. If anybody thinks that 
their opinion is 100% correct, that's a real dangerous position to be in, wouldn't you, wouldn't you think? Yeah. But, but uh, so, so yeah, I mean, you know, the guy, the guy or girl uh, clearly is, is upset or frustrated by something that, that has probably happened to them or something mm-hmm. they've experienced. Um, so, so, so we got a couple issues here. Number one, they don't even know what exactly about it is, is frustrating them or upsetting them. Right. They just know something has to be done. They just know that, that they're going to show, I'm going to show these bastards uh, just, just how bad they are. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we need to, we can't reason with them. We need to just remove them. Just, just get rid of them all. Right. Uh, the problem is he doesn't know what exactly is, is upsetting him. Number two, he does not even know which part of the problem or which parts of the of the whole uh, the problem is coming from. You know, he doesn't know if it's if it's the the, the 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 pastor. He doesn't know if it's the church. He doesn't know if it's the religion or if it's the people. It's just all kind of all been rolled into one big problem, right? Mm-hmm. So he doesn't even he doesn't even know the root cause of his of his frustration. And as you suggested to him, to to narrow it down, okay, so so they're being hypocrites uh, because they say don't do this, but they're doing that. Okay, well that's easy. We all see that everywhere we go. Okay, so 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 that narrows it down to maybe a moral issue or an ethical issue, as you had suggested, right? Mm-hmm. I don't see that as being passive. I see that as being smart. Mm-hmm. You know, in other words, in other words, talking a bully out of beating somebody up can be can be more powerful than actually punching them in the mouth. But you can still use the same vigor and the same passion and the same. You can even be angry when you're talking them down. You're going to have the same. You're going to have the same power behind it. It's just probably going to be more effective in this situation. Right. You know, uh, one other point, David, and we'll start bringing our callers in. One other point here is, uh, you know, I'm sitting here telling, I'm sitting here telling everybody how this guy doesn't know who he is or whatever. Well, we all do things, and sometimes we don't realize it. As you said at the beginning, we all have these blinders sometimes that we forget um, that we're not paying attention to. Well. Uh, if these people are really acting this badly, perhaps they don't realize it either. You know, so so uh, you know, again, the, the the approach that you had suggested to him would help them, would help maybe flush out their own understandings as individuals, uh, to, and, and, and maybe wake them up to to, to to what they're doing wrong too. You know, you're not going to wake everybody up, David, but but you might get one or two, and that's a damn good start, wouldn't you say? Well, that's what I was trying to do. <laughs> you know, I was, I was one at a time in it there, and he he told me that he wasn't he wasn't biting he he wasn't having it. So I've moved on. Unfortunately, yep. I had to leave yeah. it. All right, I'm going to bring you guys in one at a time and get your take on this, and then and, and then uh, we're not talking over each other. Good morning, seven two seven. Hello. What's up, man? How you doing? I'm all right. Did you say good morning? 
Yeah, yeah, I was just trying to see if you were paying attention. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. You pass. You win. Okay. So, what, so what's going on? What do you think about this stuff we're talking about? No, I, you guys, you guys pretty much covered what and what I think about it. I mean, nothing more I can really say but repeat. Well, the, 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 there certainly is no no shortage of hypocrites out there, right, Chaos? No. No. That's just, uh, it, you know, we all we all are. It's all right. It's good. Sure. I do it all the time. Sometimes be to make a point, and sometimes just because that's who I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Right, right, right. But 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 the key there is honesty. You know. We can't get well, better right, if we're not honest with ourselves. Yeah, as long as at the end of the day you know. I mean, people people do it and don't know, and that's the only thing that pisses me off. You know, or they're denying it. But as long as you know, it's no big deal. It's nothing to be ashamed of, you know. Right. Charles, good afternoon. Hey, guys. Good to be here. How you doing? Um... I took a couple notes while you were going through the show there. Um, one of the things I wrote down was when you try to raise a group against one, that begins hypocrisy. And what line I'm going down with this is a lot of this really starts when someone decides they want to get up and really aim a group of people at one person or another group of people. And that's really the start of where the conflicts begin. But then I started thinking... Am I even using really the right word? You know, so I hopped over to dictionary.com and uh, looked up hypocrisy and found out that it might not be the word that we're thinking of. I mean, it's got the right intent and flavor, but hypocrisy is the idea that you are uh, pretending to have a virtue that you do not have and then, you know, calling other people out on it. In some instances, what we're running into with this, the person may or may not have that particular virtue. Um, a good example is infidelity. They may, they may you know, be faithful to their spouse and therefore feel they have a right to call everyone else who isn't out on it and, you know, really ostracize them. So what I realize is what we're really looking at is when someone decides they're going to ostracize another person or another group because they believe they have the right. And I took I took one more note on this, and it, it kind of hit me that most people, I, I was going to say some people, but I'd say most people, myself included, there, there comes points in their lives where they feel like they need a fight to prove that they're in the right. Because by proving it externally, they prove something internally. And it's not a healthy thing. I'm not advocating it. I'm saying that I see it. Um you brought up something about passivity, you know, being passive, and I, I'll question that. Do you mean passive or calm? Because there's quite a quite a big difference. You know, you can be Absolutely. calm and be aggressive. You can be calm, in a sense, and be angry, as funny as that seems. Passive mm-hmm. really means laid back. Yo, no, not involved. Right. Um, I'd say what you're looking for is calm, maybe even harmoniousness 
outside of calm, for those times when you need fire, that's when you become harmonious. You become not imbalanced, but working as a whole person, working as a whole unit. Your your mind, your body, and your soul become harmonious at that point, as opposed to being, you know, what most people do when they get into an angry mess, you know, freight trains running by and other special sound effects called on cue. Right. Good point. Yeah, right. yeah. Go ahead, Dave. I was just saying those really good points, man. Yeah, yeah. And that was and, and Charles, that was the point I was trying to make, you know, because um, you know, to be in harmony just means to to, to for me it means to, to, to not only not only choosing your intent and will but to understand it and then acting upon it. It doesn't matter what the, what the reason is or, or if you're angry or sad or whatever. Uh, you know, you, you, you hit it right on the head. Uh, you can be really pissed off and be calm at the same time and, 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 and use that use that fuel uh, to, to, to get to where it is you want to go. So, those, I mean, those, yeah, that's a good point. I don't like the word passive because I, I'm kind of with you. Uh, for me, passive means someone being lazy and sitting around not doing shit. You know, they're just sitting there watching everything. They don't, they, they're not participating, in other words. Well, well the other... Good... Go ahead. Say again. Well, for I, I, me... I the... on you. Yeah, he, he's letting me go ahead. Uh, for me, the, the passive, uh, whenever I say passive, it doesn't mean not engaged, and it doesn't mean uh, weak. It means... Uh, Passive as not not opposite of aggressive, but more of more in terms of like male and female, or um, like there's two ways to to whittle a rock down. You can you can beat it with a hammer, or you can let waves roll over it. Um, the water washing across the top of a rock will make it smooth and then smaller and smaller. To me, the water is taking a passive approach. It's not harsh in in the way that uh, a jackhammer would be. So, whenever I say that I engage passively, um, it's not saying that I'm not engaged. I'm very much engaged, but I am being very careful not to uh, not to hit anything obviously hard. Like I, I I posted the link earlier. If you scroll all the way down, my last post, I wished him good luck. Um, Basically, I was saying I was calling him an idiot. You know, uh, it's not there. It's nowhere. It's nowhere wrote in my post. But I was calling him a moron. Right. So that's that. I just did it in a nice way. That that's because you're a nice guy. I try to be. That's I think you're a nice guy. Let's get the. Uh, I'll go, Charles. You have one more thing to add there. Yeah, I think. David is kind of taking the Tai Chi approach to uh, verbal conflict. You know, direct and redirect until your opponent gives up or wears out. I think yep. that it's valid. I think it. I think it's very valid. I think also though that the there are times when the uh, boxing approach to verbal conflict is also valid, which is you know hit them until they give up. I think what it boils down to is a question of the situation and a question of the person. 
there are some people you cannot passively reason with. And at the same time, there are some people who will meet all aggression with aggression. Wisdom mm-hmm. comes into knowing which one is which, and really it comes into knowing when you're really needed to intervene. 99% of all things we intervene in are for our own good conscience, not for the other person's. Mm-hmm. All right. Good points. All right, let's bring Zan in. Zan, what do you what do you think about all this all this mess we're talking about here? Uh, I really have n- nothing m- much to add. I mean, I think everything everybody else has put in is pretty much where my mind is at in re- regarding this. So I really have nothing to add here. It sounds horrible, but that's what it is. Well, with that long sigh, you know, don't sound so damn excited to be here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, man. Um, When you see somebody doing something stupid, does it make you equally stupid to step in and try to stop them? I mean, does it does it bring you down any? If you don't know what. If you if you if you're just talking bollocks, if you think that you actually know the subject and you don't, and you call them out on their stupidity, then you're just a stupid. Yeah, that makes you the hypocrite. But if you actually know the subject that you're into, or are passive enough to sit back and observe enough, and then comment on what you have seen, then no, I don't think it makes you stupid. It's basically picking your spots. Sometimes you you like you use the analogy of letting the water flow over the rocks and wear it down that way. Sometimes you do need a jackhammer, but again, it's picking your spots, letting either let the water flow over it or just pick up that hammer and hammer at them. Mm-hmm. But is there ever a time where the rocks should be left alone? Certainly. I mean, a lot of people get this idea, well, that's the nature of the stream. Let's just, uh, you know, that's the way it happened. Let's leave it leave it as it is, you know? Well, if the stream, if the stream is flowing fine without causing any problems, then yes. But if it's going to, if it's diverted and it's going to flow, it's going to, and that train hit at the right time, <laughs> um, if it's going to flow into a village or it's going to flood a town, a city or a field that you need something with, then you're going to do, you're going to try to revert the stream back to where it's supposed to be or change it in a different direction entirely. It just, it really depends on the context of the situation. And I think we, all ha- at times run into the problem that we don't give enough context to the situation that we're we're facing that we're not able to step back and look at all the pieces and decide well do I do something here or do I just leave it be and move on we i um all of us all I'm guilty of it everybody's guilty of it is, of jumping into a situation Without doing that proper, without doing the proper research, without taking the proper context involved, and just wanting to get a situation solved for your own benefit more than anybody else's, and I think that's the human condition too. In a lot of ways, is we we see something that we want or something that we think is wrong, and we really want to jump in and change things. And all of us 
need to realize that sometimes if you jump in and change things, you're going to just end up making things worse than they already are. Well, I I have a great offer against that. <laughs> you usually do. In the sense, in the sense, everyone's talking about the streams path, and should we leave it alone or whatever? I look at it this way: I'm on my own path. I'm walking, right? I'm traveling. Uh, I cross a stream. Well, I step in that stream. I move rocks. I disturb the water. I scare fish. Uh, because I can't walk on the water, I'm not Jesus, and I can't make a bunch more fish. So I look at it as my path intersects a bunch of paths. I disturb those paths, create ripples in them wherever I go, um, because I'm walking there. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, while the stream's flowing, I'm flowing my own direction. If we happen to cross paths, ripples are going to happen. Uh, you know, uh, eventually everything will settle into a new place, different, and the stream will continue on. There's nothing I can do to actually stop the water. I wouldn't even bother because I'm still moving forward. I wouldn't waste my time making a dam because I'm not I'm not staying. If that makes any sense. But I always affect where I travel. It's not like I look for stuff. I happen mm-hmm. to be walking or something catches my interest. And I walk over in that direction and create some waves. But, again, it's no big deal, you know. At the end of it, it's it's just uh, you know, shit happens. The stuff gets stirred up, and then it uh, it settles back down again. But what about what about when it gets to the point where we see these these extreme measures being taken? Um, you know, I mean, in other words, what what do we do when it? I mean, well. That's a bad way to answer that. Obviously, we, we react to it, but when it gets to that point where where an individual or a small group of individuals feel like um, the only way to to stop whatever it is is frustrating them, or or to to in order to effect immediate and lasting change, we need to blow something up, or we need to murder this, or we need to tear this up. Uh, at what point? At what point do do people get to where that you know enough's enough? We're gonna uh, I'm gonna blow something up. At what point do they get to that level? Sure. Mm-hmm. I don't know when they don't like the stream that much. <laughs> right? You don't like that water. Some people will try to build a dam or will try to redirect it, and you can waste your time to stop them, or you can keep traveling on and see what happens, but I imagine we're talking about something that analogies aren't going to capture. Basically, if I'm walking and somebody's trying to step in my path, there's several options that can occur. Get out of the way. I'll get you out of the way. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Or I can walk away. But chances are, if there's something I like on the other side of that, Especially if it's something they're about to blow up, <laughs> just, you know. It's, you know, if you're, if you're saying we're in a time where people get, how do people get to the point where they think they got to destroy something? Uh, you know, maybe they're just pissed off, right? I mean, why do extremist Muslims not like me because I'm me? I couldn't tell you. They don't even know me. 
but I'm sure they try to kill me at a second's notice. That's, you know. But why are they like that? Well, you know, I wouldn't say it's ignorance. You know, I wouldn't I wouldn't blame it on ignorance. Um, I think people are well too informed these days to blame anything on ignorance. Uh, sure. You know, people are just assholes sometimes. <laughs> right. <laughs> And they hide behind religion, they hide behind belief systems, they hide behind excuses. But at the end of the day, they'd be like, I'm an asshole, and I, I just want what you have for no other reason than I think I can take it. <laughs> hey, David? That's the fact that some people are jerks. <laughs> Where does that... David, where does that breakdown occur? You know, I know before the show we were talking about, uh, you know, um, smashing the rock with a, with a hammer instead of using the chisel. You know, um, where does that where does that breakdown occur? I mean, is well, okay. Is there even is there even a progression? I mean, I mean, can it be an immediate thing or is? No, that's a buildup. The, the frustration came from somewhere. It didn't just uh, crawl in your lap one day like a cat. You know, something happened to make it happen. Um, it all starts with an expectation, right? Uh, you, you, mm-hmm. you expect something, and then it did or didn't happen, and then you're not pleased with that. What what really, um, I think, what really sets these kinds of people off is the, the, the injury that they have caused themselves from repeatedly banging their head on a brick wall. It's like they're trying to do this and it ain't happening. They're trying to do this and it ain't happening. And then they keep trying to do that and it ain't happening. And over and over they beat this wall until they're a bloody mess and then finally they're like, you know, they're going off. So where does where where do you reach the critical point? You reach the critical point when you're sitting in your boat and it's leaking and you have a cup and you're bailing yourself out and you realize that you cannot, you can no longer sling the water out of the boat faster than it's coming in. At that point of realization of, you know, you're not going to make it is when you have nothing left to lose. And that's whenever an attack like this would happen. So, so, so no amount of of intervention, no amount of of education... Well, yeah, sure. Intervention and education can help because, I mean, what what do you have? You have a, a hole in the boat, right? You plug the hole, water's not coming in anymore. You have uh, you have an understanding, a model of reality, way things should go, and as long as reality is not adding up to that model, you're gonna have problems. Um, the solution isn't to try to change reality to fit one person's ideal, but to change their ideal so that they can understand reality so that they're not having those failed expectations bumping their head on the wall. Mm-hmm. Right. But let's uh, let's turn up the heat a little bit. Let's say you're a guy named Hitler and you have an idea and you've got one hell of an army behind you that, 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 can, that can enforce that idea. What do you do then? I mean, obviously the world banded together and we 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 bombed the crap out of them and, and beat them back. But 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 as we're talking about these things, there are certain points where 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 uh, simple things like education, 
uh, are not going to help. And, and of course, in, in this example, intervention was was ultimately what what solved the what solved that problem, right? But uh, this kind of points to this kind of points to uh, how dangerous this can be if if uh, you know one man if one man can raise an army to take on the world and and and, and Daniel succeed at times. How do we combat this with with, with intervention and education? Well, I'm I'm not I'm not taking the blame for Hitler, but there wasn't a night for the awakening back then. Uh, he he could have tuned in and would have talked him out of that shit. But uh, I I think it's about spreading awareness, you know, and that's what we're doing right here. We're doing it right now. We're raising right. awareness of an issue. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I threw it in to kind of throw you off a little bit just to, to see if you'd waver on me, but you didn't, so, you know. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it's just, I mean, I mean, and, and, and guys, we could sit here and talk for, for hours about all the examples in the world. Um, it, 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 it Real, really boils down to just being aware, being self-aware, just like most things. Um, you know, you get guys like Chaos who, who who are very honest and open about who they are, and they make no bones about it. And then you have folks out there who uh, will will point the finger at every other direction but themselves when they are, in turn, being the very thing that they're that they're fighting against. You know, um, you know, Hitler wanted to. The perfect race, and he didn't even fit the bill on that on his own idea. So, I mean, it this kind of stuff can get twisted, um, and as we get as we get caught up in it, as we get caught up in these extreme ideas, um, no matter how small they start out, they can certainly snowball into something really bad, really big, and it can happen fast. Let's bring our let's bring our boys back in here. Uh, Charles, you had you had something to ask? To, um, to yeah. About? yeah, I got a little bit sure. to add on that. Um, we're talking about where a lot of this stems from, and the, I wrote down here a uh, belief in their own lies. Uh, on my show, I talk about you know I said everything that you do is a lie, but that's okay. You got to get past that part of it and just do stuff anyway. Problem is when you start believing in your own lies so much that they become the whole of your reality. They become more real than life and death, more real than friends and family. Um, that's the next thing I wrote down was uh, the next big thing, and I want to kind of pre-course this because uh, you actually brought up Hitler at the same time I was thinking about him. Uh, it goes back to Hitler. you got to realize at some point someone's sitting across the table and they go, wow, Justin, you got a nice car. And you're there going, yeah, I do. And they're there going, you know what? Justin is an evil devil-worshipping dude, and I've I seen him draw the symbols. So let's beat him up and take his car. And what they do to support that, and no one's going after your car, don't worry. What they do to support that. Well, yeah, I was just going to say, I wouldn't, I wouldn't <laughs> suggest that because I'll let you get in there, then I'll hit the self-destruct as you drive away. So right. Go ahead. <laughs> What they do to justify that is not say that just you're an evil whatever, because that's not good enough. They get their God to justify it. God claims, God says, or 
or I was guided by this, or that, or whatever form came to me, my spiritual advisor told me in a dream that it was okay. And the thing you've got to ask yourself, because at the same time that these thoughts are going through my head, then I have to think about, you know, the country that's near and dear to our hearts, the United States. And I really, really think a lot about how we were founded. And, you know, a lot of people shed a lot of blood and a lot of people bled and died on this land so that we could sit here and have this conversation, you know, on live, on the air to thousands of people so that they can hear what we have to say on it. A lot of people died for that. And the thing that I realized within that is that there's a big difference between fighting for a thing, fighting for land, which as funny as it sounds is a better reason. It's better to say I'm fighting for land than to try to back it up with, you know, the big invisible guy in the sky told me to. Or fighting for your life or fighting for a way of life is a far more important thing, a far better thing than fighting for a god or fighting for superiority or fighting because the other person is bad and evil and they're an infidel and we got to go kill them. You know, that's where the problem starts at. You know, that it kind of... It kind of builds. It kind of forms into a bomb. If you if you get what I'm saying on this, internally the person starts to lie to themselves, reinforce those lies, and they have other people reinforcing those lies, and it goes in a little cycle. And the next thing you know, you got someone who sees a world that can't be changed because the changes they really want to implement can't be done because those changes don't really need to be done because the world isn't what they're seeing. Right. Then the only option, of course, would be something so drastic that someone would have to notice. And that's all I got to say. I believe it was three weeks ago, maybe a month ago, David, when you said uh, you asked me what the greatest lie I ever told was, right? Right. Okay. What's the greatest lie I ever told, David? Uh, the one that you tell yourself. I believe. <laughs> yeah, the one that you tell yourself. Uh, that, 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 and you're absolutely right, Charles. From my point of view, it is better to be honest about what we're fighting about than it is to 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 just blame uh, blame all my all my actions on something that that may or may not exist. You know, I won't get into that topic, but but uh, you know, whatever floats your boat. Um, but 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 let's uh let's be real about it. Um, you know, we fought off the English uh because we wanted our land. We're living here now, it's ours. We're gonna take it, right? They're not gonna tell us how to they're not gonna tell us how to how to raise our farms and, and how much money to pay them. They're not doing anything. Right? So we fought the land. Right? Exactly. Uh but but as we as we see to, to your point, Charles, people don't People are getting away from, and maybe it gets back to taking responsibility for our own crap. You know, we're not being honest. We're we're we're, we're playing make believe with with people's lives, and it's not a good business to be in. Exactly. Well, I think the thing we've got to realize also is that the more people there are in the world the larger a small incident appears. And I want to really stress this. Um, you talked earlier about, I believe, the bombing in Norway mm-hmm. or Poland. My geography is terrible. Norway. It I was, I was, 
Yeah. That was 90 people, okay, if I recall. Um, tragedy, yes. But 90 people will die in the time it takes me to finish this sentence. I sound like a mad bomber when I say it that way. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's the truth. 90 people will die before I finish the sentence. By the time I finish the sentence that I had, I don't do it, 180 just died. You know, it's a tragedy. Yeah. It hurts to know that, okay? You know, maybe 20% of those people will be children. Oh, it sounds so much worse because the numbers are small and we latch onto them. The truth of the matter is what those people did is a big deal because they did it with a word behind it or a reasoning behind it. And it's a big deal because somebody somewhere said, I'm going to make a big deal about it. Someone somewhere said instead of writing a one-paragraph article, you know, you know, saying about how terrible it was that these lives were lost, I'm going to write a two-page article about that and about the other person and what they did and what caused them to believe it. And I'm going to do it because I'll get readers, and it will, it will look good in the name of journalism. And that's a big factor. Media really has an impact on the size of an event. If this would have happened a thousand years ago to an English colony, the English would have laughed. The king would have been like, oh, 90 people died. And? I hate to say it, but the truth of the matter is that these events, while terrible, are not as tragic as we take them to be. When, and I hate to bring this one up, but because it's closer to, my, to me and my society, so it, it does have a bigger impact on me. But when the Twin Towers fell, somewhere in the neighborhood of 2,000 people died, we waged war over that. Why? Because it was politically sound to wage war over it. Let's be honest. It made good headlines. It made good press, and it made the people feel better. It was not tactically sound to wage the war that we did. It wasn't tactically sound to set up camp over there for, God, I can't remember how many years. And you look at it, and you see that a lot of this is media spin. And media spin drives the world a lot more than than actual reason and sound thinking does. Well, that just makes us all a bunch of idiots, really. No. Um, sure it does. Sure, sure it does. Sure, sure it does. Because we want to be spoon fed. We want to be spoon fed information. We want to be told how to feel, how to think. If my if my smartphone doesn't have an alarm on it to tell me to go take a crap, then I'll probably die from some kind of intestinal disease. It, 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 it is it is it is sad because we have fallen into uh, to a trap that we built for ourselves. And honestly, uh, you know, honestly, it it is a tragedy for me uh, because the only person that should have died was the idiot that did it. You know, because he didn't change anything. He didn't. He didn't. He, he, you know, these guys don't change anything when they do this. Uh, you talk about the twin towers. Well, we went over there and we did. We changed nothing. Exactly. Okay. Um, and, and and I think the point. I think the point here that uh, it goes back to the simple thing that David pointed out to this this guy or girl on that forum that started this whole conversation was was uh, if you. If you're mindful and aware of, uh, of, of what you're doing, you can you know you can make a bigger difference uh, 
if only you make a difference to yourself. Because really, it's within us that starts this kind of crap anyway. We get a wild hair up our ass, and we say, you know what, I hate the Muslims. I'm going to go take them out. You know, I'm going to go do this, go do that. Okay? Really, that's your problem. You know? I mean, if you got that thought in your head, that's not my problem. That's not anybody's. That's your problem. You're the one that cooked that up in your head. Uh, and, and, and honestly, to, to combat that is not to go kill a bunch of Muslim folks. To combat that is to get yourself fixed. Fix your damn self. You know, because uh, I, I, I don't know about you, but I don't see the I, I don't see the worth of killing ninety people uh, changing anything. Really, you know, we no. um, killed thousands. I mean, millions have died in the in, in the world, and it has never really changed a whole lot. Yeah, exactly. That's really what I was kind of hitting on. Right now, these fights, these bombings are not for a material gain, okay? If that person would have killed 90 people in a strategic location to allow a military force to overrun that place, then that would be a strategic gain. It would make a change in the world. Land would change. Cultures would change. The thing is, their people are trying to change other people's ideals, or rather, they're trying to change their own view of the world. That's what it really boils down to. They're trying to make the world in their own image. Or enforce their own beliefs on the world more more yeah. often than not. That's what I that's why I see extremism is it goes right back to it goes right back to the Hitler uh, uh, scenario again. He was trying to enforce his view his worldview on the rest of the world, and for a while it was successful because Germany brought itself out from near uh, poverty. Into a industrial power once again because he enforced the view we need to build up our army so we because we need to enforce this uh, ideology on the rest of the world and it brought him out of poverty but at the same time look what ha- look what happened in result of that it um, I'm most of us I would say. Are, don't want to enforce our own worldview on others in that sense. And that's where I guess the context comes into it. If you are so – it's not even education that changes it. It's basically um, uh, drive, really. If you're not driven to – do this, then you're going to be a lot more passive. Unfortunately, there's a lot of people in the world that are driven, and it doesn't, and driven to do whatever they want to do. I mean, Osama had it, Hitler had it. You, you can this guy who um, killed 90 people in Norway had it. It doesn't matter what their justifications are; they're going to justify it in some way to justify it. But it's their drive. It's what they want to do. I think that's what the real problem is: is how do we def- uh, how do we determine where the drive becomes a problem? Well, let's I mean, look at, let's look at those the motivations behind it. I mean, if you if you look at look at what's happened here, um, airplanes hitting inanimate buildings. Man shooting up a summer camp with kids. 
They weren't even Muslim kids. They were just kids. Okay. So uh, when when you're dealing with attacks, both personal, just you and maybe a guy walking down the street, or when you're dealing with terroristic uh, activities, how how is the difference between um, displaying strength? You know, like like he wouldn't he wouldn't have went into a, a a military installation and tried to shoot it up, you know, or right. a weak or weakness. Like um, we know that Norway is trying to to do the softer side of remediation, and they have their luxurious prisons where it's you know pretty much like a timeshare material in our country. So, what what are the differences between showing strength and showing uh, weakness when it comes to how that is going to perceive by a potential attacker. Well, then you can just use the converse of, you know, uh, this Norway person and Osama and Hitler, and you bring up Doc, uh, Doc Martin Luther King, and you can bring up Gandhi, and you could see and Nelson Mandela, and you could see that they had strength of character. They had a they had a drive, but at the same time, they, their drive was not to step on other people. No, they did their campaigns in a way that brought shed light onto what they were trying to get across to everybody else, but they weren't willing to step on this individual and. And this individual, in order to gain ahead, they were vocal, they were passive, but at the same time, they were also driven to create change that was a benefit to more than just them. It was a benefit to everybody else. And they weren't willing to bomb people, and they weren't willing to kill to get ahead. They were willing to just sit back, take in other points of view, take in their point of view and say, well, your point of view is all well and good and there's great things about it, but you don't see the converse of that. And this is what we're trying to get ahead. And this is what we're trying to show you. And if you only took this and applied it, then you would have this plus this and it would make this, make the whole that much better. I think right, and, 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 and you know the other interesting part of that example, uh, Zant, it, it is the funny thing is the people, uh, the people you mentioned on one side, and, and then there's all the, the bad guys on the other side. They're, they're virtually the same person uh, as far as their their motivation, their drive, their their will. However, the funny thing is, is the bad guys will blow up ninety to make no change, and most of the guys you mentioned were either shot and assassinated or, or put in prison for a long time. So they they they, they actually took on the suffering and and, and, and change was affected, uh, whereas the bad guys blow a bunch of people up for no reason and no change is affected. So 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 what does that teach us? I I would also even say that they're the ones that we typify as bad guys are ones that come from situations that they weren't really suffering at all. And the ones that were the, for lack of a better term, the martyrs for their own causes turned out to be suffering beforehand and suffered to get the point across afterwards. And their suffering ended up in their deaths. Or in Mandela's case, 
prison term. Um, suffering is the human condition. It, it, it's in Buddhism. It's in a few other religions. Suffering is the human condition. We are all our passions are all lead to suffering. I think what typifies the quote unquote good guys from the bad guys, and this is they were willing to suffer. They were they knew what the suffering was, and they sought to alleviate the suffering or end it because they've been there. They were in that process. Um, and the bad guys come at, come at from a detached, almost. Uh, I wouldn't even say it, it's a, an emotional instinct more than a more of a mental one. That they've conditioned their minds into viewing society, viewing the world around them from a detached position. They're the clinical scientists. They're playing. They're applying their data to this. If this changes, then I get this reward. Then this result happens, and it's this much better. So I must enforce this decision. That's what so, I. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just no, going to ask chaos. I was going to ask chaos if if the bad guys are detached. I mean, there's there's two ways of looking at this, you know. Um. Yeah, nothing. Well, well, you said ninety people died and nothing changed. Um, you know, and, and ninety people just died when I finished that sentence, and ninety more. We'll, we'll look at it this way: the good guys don't really, but whatever. This good guy, we've got good guys, bad guys. None of them change anything ultimately, right? I mean, Martin Luther King didn't end racism, right? A couple of rights got, you know, uh, yeah, turned around. He changed some people's lives. Just like the guy in Norway changed 90 people's lives. You see what I'm saying? They changed some people's lives. You, infe- you affected some individuals, sometimes on a really mass scale. I mean, look at Black Dracula. Look at um, look at Genghis Khan. Look at, uh, you know, Alexander the Great. They affected nations. They affected way bigger, you know, Stalin, you know. But they, everyone affects somebody. Everyone affects more than one individual, you know. Gandhi, Gandhi was amusing because there was this one guy who gave, you know, people step on people regardless. It's just when they're stepping on you with satin slippers, you heart, you don't notice. Kind of like this one guy that, that funded Gandhi. You know, he you know he, he always used to say, he said it in a quote, and I'd love to find the quote again. I used to have the guy written it down. He said, it took a lot of, mo- it took a lot of my money for Gandhi to live so humbly. And, uh, you know. <laughs> You know, so essentially, you know, it's 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 feeding off people. You know, Charles Manson was passive in a sense. You know, he said, "Go do this for me," and they went and did it for him. Right. So, uh, you know, you don't have to be overt, but I wouldn't say anybody's detached. Uh, passion's passion. Uh, drive is drive. Ambition's ambition. When somebody's ambition gets to the point that they got an army, you know, whether I would go to war over it or disagree with it which obviously I don't agree with half the dictators, you know, you know, methods and such. Um, I have to say that they had the passion to get an army behind them. I don't. You know, essentially my passions are so much smaller, but if they do get an army behind them, you know, can I, can, can I really argue that fact against them? I mean, 
I can argue the fact of their ideals, and I can fight against it. And same thing with the good guys, though. They can get a bunch of followers. You know, I think Buddha was more, pretty much a moron, but at the same time, you've got more people listening to him today than people are listening to me. So, right. he's dead. <laughs> so, yeah. At the same time, you know, well, I, I look at it this way. Nothing changes. You have people that hate people. You have people that don't hate people. You have people that are getting behind good causes, which are pretty much the ones you agree with are the good causes. If we look at it this way, you have the causes people are getting behind that you agree with and the causes people are getting behind that you don't agree with. Good and evil usually falls into those realms. I agree with you, good. I don't agree with you, bad. I mean, it's kind of like when uh, the Nazi, the Nazi uh, people and and stuff found all those uh one of Hitler's mistresses since we're talking about Hitler and they found all the home videos that they had of him. Uh he was playing with children, he was playing with his dog, he was dancing with people, he was smiling, he was laughing. And people didn't want that aired. People didn't want that aired because it made him human. People wanted to keep him a demon. The fact that this guy could play with children and stuff and it was all like a lot of Nazis and, and they asked uh one guy asked him, were they really that bad? He's like, no, and that's what makes it so bad. They weren't that bad. They were just people. You know, somebody, a, a Jewish guy asked me, he's like, was there, were they really that bad? He's like, no, and that's what makes it so bad. And on the other side of the spectrum, you have Gandhi, and you have people doing good things, and, and, and you know what? Uh, you know, Martin Luther King was a great man, but when he started, when he started talking about equal rights, somebody took his rights away from him. So your right to live is a thing that exists only on a 35-cent bullet. Uh, you know, so I, I just look at it this way. Nothing changes. Nothing, nothing changes in that sense. You, you can affect individuals. You can affect a lot of individuals. But you're still going to have hate. You're still going to have the other side of hate, which I guess you can call love. You can call, you're going to have bad people. You're going to have bad people. You're going to have dictators. You're going to have benevolent leaders. You're going to have... You know, and it's not going to end. It's not going to change. You know, mm -hmm. it's just not. And that's fine. But people have to say at the end of the day, that's okay. You know, if, if we're going to look at 9-11, like what Charles was saying, I worked that day. So I didn't know about it until I got home. And I had to go to work the next day. So if my ass was in bed by 9 o'clock because I was tired after working, it really didn't affect my life. I didn't know anybody in New York. Nobody I knew happened to me. I knew people that had stuff happen to them. But I still had to go to work. I had to see my kid. I had to love my wife. I had bills to pay. So my life went on, um, pretty much uninterrupted, uh, you know. And then a war was going on, and I'm like, well, of course there's a war going on, you know. People are pissed off, and somebody's, you know, if I say I'm pissed off, I want retribution, as people, the government has to answer. That's a political maneuver. The people are pissed off. You cannot, you cannot say, well, we're going to do nothing. <laughs> you got to do something. And blood is what people want. Yeah. So even even benevolent, followers, benevolent followers want blood, right? Everyone loves Jesus. What he do? He bled a lot for them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah, true. It's just on what side of the blood you're getting it. Right, right. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. I mean, ultimately, it depends on whose team you're on, right? But, uh, All right. Uh, you bring up a lot of good points, which is why, uh, uh, as I have. As I have progressed in my life, not my path, I try to I, I try to stay away from good guy, bad guy uh, labels because because really 
the, the quote-unquote good guys have done some pretty horrible things to people sometimes to, to, to make their their wheels met, too. Um, and, you know, as I said, you know, I probably should have should have clarified. When I said nothing changes, I meant um, maybe their, 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 their perceived goals um, were, were kind of short. You know, uh, I hate Muslims, so I'm going to blow up a bunch of uh, Norwegian kids. You know, that was that, that was kind of the point I was trying to make. But uh, those are great points. Those are really great points. I guess it just depends on whose uh, whose side we're on and who's got the who's got the more uh, who's got more money to, to buy than thirty five cent bullets, huh? <laughs> hmm. Well, I think there's one last thing left with it that we should probably look at, and. That's that a lot of things that we're talking about, the people that have been mentioned, differ in one major respect, that being that one group of people is very willing to die or to sacrifice other people's lives for something, whereas the other group of people is very willing to live or to preserve people's lives for something. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe that's the line we're looking at. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, you're right, but but the Nazis perceived themselves as the good guys, you know. Yes, they, yes, um, they did. And the they Americans were... are always the, the Americans are typically, uh, by majority, are, are always the good guys. Um, if you're an American, you know, uh, nobody hates think... Captain America when he's punching punching the Nazis in the face, right? I mean, it's it's a uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess that's the point I'm trying to make, uh, kind of piggybacking off chaos there. Um, it, it, if you're a part of the team, you're the good guys, you know. I mean, even in, uh, back in the day, David like David used to like to use the the high school football as a as an example for lots of different things, you know. Uh, if you're the, t- the team you play for, in other words, is always good guys. You know, the other guys are the bad guys. That's why those terms, that's why we try to use those loosely as possible, because they don't always mean good and bad. David. Right. Mm-hmm. You still with us, man? You've been awful quiet. You chewing on uh, chewing on some pretzels or something? No, nah, man. I've been letting y'all guys at it. You're doing a good job. Yeah? You see, you see the kind of crap you started here? Man? Well, the, uh, I said people like train wrecks, this thing. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's been a really good, good guy. You're one of the good guys, like you said? Well, of course. I am the good guy. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's been a really good discussion uh, uh, on this subject. I mean, of course, we could go on and on forever and ever and hit it from all different angles. Um, but, but really, I mean, we've kind of ran the ran the spectrum here uh, uh, at one point or the other, you know, and and at the end of the day, uh, nearly everyone at some point, if not every day, in some part of their week, um, gets to this boiling point where we're just completely frustrated with, with what's going on around us. Um, it even gets back to the topic, David, that you uh, brought up, uh, I, I believe it was last week, where the guy was frustrated about not having time to enjoy himself, you know. 
there's 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 a lot of stressors in our lives, and a, and a lot of triggers. Um, and the key to really combating those things is being honest with yourself and and, and uh, just being aware uh, of how you're feeling. You know, nobody's going to take better care of you than you, right, David? Right. Um, but if you if you if you tell yourself the greatest lie ever told, and you keep telling yourself that, and you can't you, you know you can't be real with yourself or honest about your actions and take responsibility, then then it totally can snowball out of uh, you know you can have an avalanche from a snowball. In other words, and it can happen pretty fast. Um, ultimately, you know uh, you're only going to hurt yourself, and you're not going to. You're not really going to solve anything. So, um, I didn't get to do any housekeeping earlier, David. So we've been kind of rolling with this, but I just want to remind everyone that uh, we have the Ashley Night Show tomorrow. I'm sorry, Sunday at uh, 1 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, yeah. Well, everybody be showing up tomorrow, going, "What the hell? He lied to me. He told me <laughs> yeah. the greatest lie ever." Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sunday at uh, at 1 p.m. Um, 10 a.m. Uh, Pacific. Charles, you have a show Wednesday uh, at a new time, right? We're going with a new time for you? Yep, we're going to be looking at 4 to 6 for now. Uh, should, okay. be able, should be able to do them live from here on out. My uh, work seems to be cooperating. Um, worst case scenario, every once in a while I have to do a pre-record. Right. Okay. That's fine too. Um, last week, last week you talked about uh, those who, who, who missed your show um, last week. What did you talk about? Just in a nutshell. Just give us kind of a high level, high level reminder of what, what it was you were discussing. Well, last week we did a little bit of a recap on the defensive. We talked about how things are. How, how there's really no truth, and talked a little bit about visualization. Really went over a lot of topics. Um, the last couple episodes have been almost like a primer on metaphysics, to be honest. And I've been covering all the stuff that generally gets left out of the, you know, don't do this or you'll blow yourself up part of the manuals. Um, what's coming up next is actually going to be a bit more specific on each episode instead of just bouncing, you know, across the various things. Um, aiming to look at oracles next week um, and how they're implemented and their uses. Okay, good. Okay, Chaos, you'll have your you'll have your debut show on the seventh, right? My correct? Is that yeah. the right date? Yeah. Okay, good. What are you going to be hitting us with? You got a plan yet? No, I'm just talking crap. Well, that, that sounds good. <laughs> but, but you know what? You know what? In all fairness, in, in all fairness, uh, uh, your shit talking, as you put it, it, it certainly makes a lot of sense most of the time. So, so I'm happy to hear you do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. We're still looking to we're still looking to fill up some more time slots, David. Um, and uh, uh, I'm happy to say that that, that we are uh, at, we've got three 
three uh, additional shows to the Nights of Awakening. Yep. Uh, we have our, our Friday shows, of course. Um, but we have the Labyrinth, which is hosted by Charles. We have the Astro Nights uh, radio program, of course, hosted by Derek Thompson. And, and, and we'll have Dissonance uh, debuting on the 7th, hosted by Chaos. Um, we still have more time slots to fill. Uh, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say it like this, uh, you know, if you're interested in hosting a show, okay, I'll say it again. Uh, we're here to support you in doing that. Um, we believe that 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 is our mission to um, get this information out there from as many different perspectives as we can. Um, you know, and you don't have to do it once a week. You know, we do our show every week. Uh, currently, Charles does his every week, but you know. Uh, Ashley Knight and, and, and Chaos's show, they kind of share Sundays, you know, so, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to do it every week, but, but we certainly would like to get you on here, um, if you're willing. Uh, David, you had something, you had something for us? Uh, yeah, I was just going to make an offer here. If, uh, <laughs> if any of our listeners is considering writing a manifesto of any kind, any kind of manifesto on any subject, um, give, just, give Justin or me a call. Let's let's talk about this thing. Okay? <laughs> a manifesto. This should be interesting. Oh yeah, all the all the crazies. They always write a manifesto before they blow up. So ah, you know, yes. I'm yeah. not I'm not saying that anybody's losing it. I'm just saying if you catch yourself writing a manifesto, give us a call. Let's work this thing out. You know. Yeah. That would not be able to help yeah. you with it. Yeah, I was considering writing a. If anything, you'd love to get the interview. I mean, you know. Yeah. I was considering yeah. writing a manifesto for the show to, you know, keep myself more in order, but I don't <laughs> think that's what you're talking about. No, not, not no. No, you're doing fine, Charles. Don't stay off. You're doing fine. You're doing fine. Um, David, does that include the Great Jedi Holocron? I mean, is, is that considered a manifesto? Because, I mean, that's. Oh, that's kind of like a lot of stuff there. That would be like a journal, something like that. Oh, okay. All right. So, uh, it's a great, it's, it's been a great night, guys. Thank you for uh, helping us along with this discussion. It was, it was really good to hear uh, all the different points here. Um, certainly, David, a lot of, a lot of lessons learned and uh, a lot of, a lot of different ways to look at this. We explored that tonight, so uh, it was good stuff. You know, I, I honestly didn't think you had it in you, David. I'm proud of you, and 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 and, and you are now the uh, employee of the week. <laughs> I got my gas. Right, guys, I got my catch. can of gas over here. <laughs> I don't know about that train thing. I was kind of worried about you. I was. I kept hearing that train, thinking I was just going to hear a just just a squelch, and then you drop off the the air there. But I'm I'm glad you're still here. So don't forget, uh, Ashley Knights, uh, be here Sunday. Wednesday, we will have um, the Labyrinth. And the following Friday, of course, you'll have us again. And then the Sunday after that, we will uh, be debuting Dissonance. So uh, thanks again for joining us, and we look forward to serving you again. And until next time, awaken the night within. <laughs>